Welcome to Expanding Your Faith with Bishop Gregory Godsey and Father Matthew Schnabel. Expanding Your Faith looks at modern faith and spirituality questions, as well as conducts interviews with movers and shakers in different and varied faith traditions. Our broadcast is brought to you by the hardworking staff at the Office of Communications and Media Relations in the Old Catholic Churches International. Stay tuned as we work on expanding your faith. Welcome to Expanding Your Faith. I'm Bishop Greg. Uh, tonight um, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the situation going on in Texas and in Florida when it comes to uh, LGBTQIA youth. And um, uh, we're also going to talk a little bit about some mental health things as well. So I hope that you will find uh, the next uh, bit with us uh, informative and helpful. Um, as uh, we try to bring to light some of these issues that are uh, really being dangerous and, and damaging to members of the LGBTQIA community. And it stems, I think, from a couple of different places, one of them just being um, pure bigotry. Uh, pure bigotry um, against members of the LGBTQIA community because so many people f find it confusing, they don't understand it, they don't uh, think it's right because they've been taught for one reason or another that it's wrong despite the fact that there's nothing biblically that says it is. And um, so I think it's important that we talk about some of these developments and put them into some context that people can kind of understand, okay? So... Let's start off with the uh, Don't Say Gay bill in Florida. Uh, Florida lately has um, found itself under fire for its uh, Don't Say Gay bill. Um, Governor DeSantis, uh, who is definitely not uh, uh, the sharpest tool in the shed, um, has decided that uh, in order to um, in order to best other states and to best people he feels are liberal and and not worth his time and effort has signed um, or has uh, been pushing for a bill that uh, would make it illegal for teachers in public schools, teachers in private schools to um, teach anything but about straight relationships. Um, it would forbid them from talking about alternative lifestyles altogether. Um, and I think this is a very damaging situation for various reasons, and I want to talk a little bit about why that is. Um, from the perspective of someone in the community, and as someone who has walked a path of healing with um, others in the community who've been through this, who've been through this kind of um, attack upon who they are. And I want to put it in terms hopefully everyone can understand as we go along. So I pray that you will uh, listen with a bit of an open mind. It's going to take that and require that in order to understand what um, we're talking about. 
One of the things the bill also does is it uh, encourages teachers to out their students who are uh, LGBTQIA to their parents, which creates a huge safety risk as well because um, many of these children do not live in uh, affirming families. They live in rather um, closed-minded, religious zealot-type families that um, would likely do them harm if they found out that they were LGBTQIA. So let's talk first about um, just the on-the-surface issue, and that is only talking about straight relationships. Uh, in schools, sometimes, especially for those children that have religious fundamentalist parents who believe that God only created Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve, these children will never know anything other than disdain and hatred for who they are. Um, and the only time they might gain acceptance or be told that you know, they may be born this way is in the school system from a teacher willing to discuss um, uh, gender and sexual orientation um, with an open mind to their students. Um, and I find that disturbing that we would take that opportunity away from uh, um, children to actually learn that there are other genders and other sexual orientations besides straight male and females. Um, and what kind of damage does it do? Well, it does a tremendous amount of damage. It basically tells them to begin hating who they are. Many of these children know early on that they are not like their peers, that they're not straight, that they have an attraction to someone of the same gender, or they feel that they are not the right gender themselves, um, and maybe transgender, um, or non-binary, or gender fluid. And when you uh, essentially create an atmosphere that says the only right relationship are straight people, and the only uh, right genders are male and female, period, create an environment where self-loathing becomes the name of the game. <clears throat> and you create a situation where these uh, children then um, don't accept themselves, don't love themselves, and later down the line could lead them to committing acts of self-harm, whether that's uh, cutting or whether that's um, you know attempted suicide or whatever it may be, um, it's a form of self-harm. Um, not only that, but it damages their self-esteem to the point that you create a situation where they are forever unsure of themselves, not able to hold down stable relationships, not able to um, view themselves authentically, and ends up uh, damaging their ability to work and be productive in society in many, many cases. So... There's a lot of damage that can be done by simply not affirming who they are and by telling them that um, 
essentially their identity doesn't exist. And that's what this bill would do. Uh, not to mention, of course, the you know side effects of uh, by outing them to their parents, and ultimately that outs them to their peers at school and administration. They'll be treated differently, treated as substandard, treated as less than, likely opens them to physical, sexual, or emotional abuse at home. Um, it, it can be a real uh, terrifying and um, abusive situation all around. As Blake says, and it's being supported by people who scream freedom from the mountaintops, and that's absolutely correct. The very people who claim to believe that their right to believe what they want to believe, their right to be who they want to be, not to be interfered with when it comes to vaccinations or um, registries for firearms or things of that nature are the same ones who want to essentially create registries of LGBTQIA individuals so that they can avoid them. Um, these are the same people who have suggested that uh, federal protection, civil rights protection, should not apply to people who are uh, in the LGBTQIA community, meaning that they could have housing um, denied them, they could have, uh, they could be terminated from their jobs for being LGBTQIA, um, they can be denied all kinds of, of public services, including the ability to adopt. The ability to get medical care, the ability to even ride on public transit uh, could be denied them simply because they're LGBTQIA. We as a country have fought those types of movements for years, decades, um, dare say even centuries. You know, there was a time and a day in our country where people of color were treated the same way. And the Supreme Court ruled that separate can never be equal. And now we're back to a situation where um, these people are promoting the idea that, um, well, they can be equal yet separate. And that's just not how it works. Um, and it would essentially put a scarlet letter on them um, that they would have to bear for the rest of their lives and I find that very appalling very appalling that's in Florida and my la the last I heard and Blake you might want to correct me if I'm wrong it still hasn't been signed into law but it has made it through several committees and is on its way to be voted on in their legislature and uh, Governor DeSantis has uh, pledged to sign it should it come to his desk. So uh, we may very well see that law come into effect here before much longer. And the amount of damage it will do will be uh, incalculable. It really will. Um, on top of that, the Texas governor, not to be outdone by his counterpart, in um, Florida, uh, Governor Abbott in Texas. Same governor, by the way, that could not be bothered to fix the uh, failing infrastructure in Texas, which led to 
the deaths of quite a few people back during the winter of last year, uh, not this last winter, but the winter before, um, led to the death of many people due to the fact the uh, failing infrastructure collapsed in Texas. And uh, their uh, senator took off to Cancun to get out of the cold. Um, that same Governor Abbott um, signed an executive order in the state of Texas a couple of weeks ago ordering um, people in Texas that if they know someone, uh, a child who is uh, transgender, uh, if a teacher knows of a child that's transgender, if a doctor knows of a child that's transgender, that they are required to report them to Child Protective Services because being transgender is child abuse. And there are several uh, parents of transgender uh, youth who are currently being investigated by Child Protective Services for abuse for supporting their trans children, which I find to be absolutely ludicrous. Um, if a blue state governor were to declare that teaching religious zealotry, fundamentalism, uh, Christian Taliban type behavior were um, child abuse, they would be up in arms. They would be ready to storm the capital of that state like they did uh, January 6th in Washington, D.C. But instead, because it's transgender youth and their parents, uh, it's okay to label them as abusing their children for allowing them to be who they are, for supporting their identity. This too is abusive, and number one, it's illegal. It violates uh, equal protection. It also violates uh, federal civil rights statutes. Um, it's an all-around terrible executive order. It also does not bear the weight of law. Um, you know, these people who claim, uh, well, you can't order me to wear a mask by executive order because it's not law, are the same people who are going, but this executive order is the law of the land now in Texas. Well, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. So if you don't believe that an executive order is good enough to enforce masks, then guess what? An executive order is not good enough to force CPS to investigate trans par uh, parents of transgender uh, children. So um, I hate to break it to them, but... Uh, this will eventually go to court, and I am sure that it will eventually be thrown out. The executive order will be thrown out. Uh, Blake says, one of the first cases in Texas was a CPS case worker. Their supervisor opened a case on them. Yes, I heard about that. Um, the CPS worker uh, was affirming of uh, trans uh, youth, and... Uh, they uh, have been, are being investigated now for child abuse, for allowing these trans youth to stay with their parents who are loving and affirming of their identity. So this is, um, this bears watching, um, as I'm sure there will be a lawsuit that comes out of that. Wren says there have been schools that have sent CPS packing too, and that's a good thing. Uh, there are schools who uh, I'm sure their attorneys have said, this is not a law. This will likely be thrown out on challenge. You do not have to adhere to it. 
CPS does not have the right to come in here and demand case files on transgender students. It's a violation of uh, federal civil rights laws. It's a violation of equal protection. And so the schools have decided to say, well, our doors are closed to you. You can't come in here and, and start hunting for trans students um, and demand their records. What I think is very interesting is this is also a huge attack upon someone's personal liberty. And you may say, well, but they're children. Well, that may be, but it's an attack on their, their personal liberty to live their lives as the person they are. And for individuals who claim to support personal liberty, um, they don't seem to have this concept of personal liberty, liberty down very well when it comes to others. Uh, Blake says, ACLU and Lambda Legal are reminding people they can refuse to speak to a caseworker. That is absolutely correct. If uh, CPS comes to you um, and demands that you open your door to them um, to investigate your trans child, you can refuse, uh, as it is not a law. And secondly, uh, if you are a teacher, a CPS worker, um, a doctor, if you're uh, a person underneath the executive order, um, you uh, do not have to adhere to the executive order in Texas. Uh, the governor's executive order holds no legal weight, and therefore you can refuse to turn in people. And if you're a citizen in the state of Texas, well, number one, uh, if you're sitting there thinking about turning in your neighbor who has a transgender child, I'll remind you that um, there was a guy in Germany in 1935 who basically uh, asked the people of his country to do the same thing to people who were Jewish or were pagan or were Romani or were academics. And uh, it did not end well then and it will not end well now. So think about that as you think about whether or not you're going to turn in your neighbor for having a transgender child. Um, and if you're being pressured as someone, uh, a member of the general public, to turn someone in, you have the right to refuse. Again, the executive order does not carry the weight of law. So... Um, there, uh, it is not a lawful order. It does not bear the weight of law. And Governor uh, Abbott cannot force you to turn in your friends and family for having a transgender child. It's just, it's just appalling. Um, so, uh, um, and Blake says, and make sure your kids know they don't have to speak to a caseworker at school either. That is correct. Your children are not obligated to give a caseworker any information about who they are, their gender, their orientation, anything of that nature, to a caseworker. Um, it is the caseworker's job to build a case uh, apart from that. You do not have to aid them. Just like with the police, you have the right to remain silent. Use your right to remain silent. You do not have to speak to a caseworker. And they will threaten, and they will bluster, and they will bully, 
But in the end, they do not have the authority to make you help them make their case. So, um, you do not have to um, help the caseworker do their job. Um, there's been a lot of public outcry already against these two laws, uh, the law in Florida, the Don't Say Gay Bill, and the executive order in Texas. But I believe it's important that we continue to keep pressure on our elected leaders and that they um, do the right thing. They follow the law. They follow the Constitution. They, um, they don't go after protected classes of people um, because of their protected class. Um, as Blake says, the Bill of Rights applies to all government agencies, and that is absolutely correct. So, um, you have rights. They cannot force you to do something that violates your constitutional right. So, uh, fight. Fight back in the way uh, Martin Luther King would, and that is through uh, peaceful agitation. Um, at least the governor of Texas did not bother to do what he did the last time. What <coughs> was it, Florida? Who put up a form to submit for people that you thought had an abortion. Um, so we can't exactly use that same tactic again. But I would suggest writing uh, Governor Abbott, writing uh, Governor DeSantis, writing uh, elected officials in Florida and in Texas and demand that these bills the the bill in Texas not be made law and that the executive order in Texas be rescinded by the governor um, I know in reality that it will likely not be done willingly it will have to uh, involve a court uh, trial a court case in order to get them to do the right thing because Ultimately, they believe they are doing the right thing. Um, it's the old adage of someone, won't someone please think of the children? Um, unfortunately, they're not thinking of the children. They're thinking of their political capital and their ability to win re-elections. Um, so... Uh, Okay, uh, Marin says the Bill of Rights covers state and federal governments. It does not cover tribal governments. They have a smaller set to the Indian uh, Country Crimes Act. Okay. Um, well, and I doubt that the executive order in Texas would uh, have any weight upon a, um Indian community anyway. Um, but I may be wrong. Hey, Kevin. So... Um, what I'm saying is fight back peacefully, write letters, uh, emails to your elected officials in Texas and Florida, demand change, demand change. Uh, that's the only way we're going to get anything changed in um, these states um, is through peaceful agitation. Okay? Um... Am I missing anything? I don't think I'm missing anything out of those two uh, topics there. And of course, expect 
other Republican states to follow suit with Texas and Florida. Um, because, um, as I always tell people, South Carolina is one of those states where they wait to see what is the worst possible laws enacted and then South Carolina follows suit. So, <laughs> um, okay, all right, Ren. Um, As Blake says, um, it's not just those states, around 18 bills <clears throat> being pushed in about nine states. So um, it's not just uh, Texas and Florida. There are many other uh, anti-LGBTQIA bills um, being pushed throughout the country. And uh, we really need to do everything that we can to try to work to stop those bills uh, from being made law. Um, uh, and we also need to pressure our federal representatives to create f more federal protections uh, for LGBTQIA youth in particular um, so that they're not um, being subjected to such abusive um, and dismissive laws and executive orders. Um, so let's push our elected officials to do better folks okay all right and you can find information on how to write your elected officials by googling it usually most of them have uh, email forms you can fill out and send your thoughts to them uh, don't be surprised or dismayed if you get back a form letter that has absolutely nothing to do with what you wrote about uh, it is quite common Hopefully, though, some of those letters will make it to your senator and representative's desks, and they will see the outpouring of uh, disdain for these laws, and hopefully it will change their mind in supporting them. Uh, if not, the ACLU and Lambda Legal are working to build up a army of lawyers to challenge them pro bono, and uh, hopefully we can uh, make positive change through the courts if need be. All right. Um, so that is um, what is going on in Florida and Texas and across the nation right now. I also want to talk a little bit about, um, I, I did something this week that I haven't done in uh, quite a long time. I took a night off. Um, and went and spent some time with some friends and got an opportunity to kind of uh, decompress and it, it just reminded me of something that I think that a lot of us forget on a regular basis and that is that from time to time we need to take a break we need to take a break and rest um, I don't know about you but the last couple of years has been rough with COVID and uh, close downs and open ups and school stuff and family issues and uh, illnesses and death and dying and everything else. It's just, uh, it's just been a rough few years for so many people. And we kind of have this mentality, especially in the United States, where we just have to go and go and go until we just collapse 
we just have to keep going until we collapse and sadly we're beginning to see so many Americans suffering from burnout so many people who are at their end of their rope end of their wick whatever you want to call it they're just about ready to be done and so I think it's important that we take time off and rest um, so many people don't take a day off and you know there's a reason God created a Sabbath <laughs> and that is so that we could rest not because um, necessarily God wanted us to have a day to worship Him, but more than that, God knew that our bodies couldn't handle constantly running all the time. Constantly on the go, constantly doing stuff, constantly um, being on. And so we need to take time just to relax and rest. And I got to do that last night. I tell you what, it, it did me a world of good. Um, to just take a, a night to be able to just relax and not worry about stuff and and hang out with some friends and talk and laugh. and um, I think it's important that we focus on that. So many people today are dealing with um, mental health issues because I think we are so prone to um, to that aspect of working ourselves into a grave. And uh, we get depressed over the fact that we don't do enough, that we have things that are still waiting to be done. Lord knows I have a to-do list a mile and a half long. And every day it seems like I check one off and four more pop up. <laughs> And um, and I used to tell my wife all the time, uh, who works in a hospital, I used to tell her all the time, the end of your shift, you're done. If you didn't get it all done, the next shift comes in and takes over. You can't stay all night and work into another shift just because you didn't get enough work done. You don't feel you got enough work done. It's just not the way it works. You have to step away and let the next shift take over. And so for so many of us, I think that we carry home with us work. We carry home with us concerns. We carry home with us all the things that went wrong, the things we didn't get done, the things that we should have gotten done. And then we just pick them back up the next morning and we go right back into the grind again. And that's damaging to us mentally, physically, emotionally. Um, so I encourage you to take one day a week. One day a week where you just do as little as humanly possible. One day a week where you rest. Maybe go out with friends. Maybe hang out in the garden or, you know... Something you find enjoyable. And just be. Just be. Just exist for a day. It's okay to just exist. You know, so many of us uh, 
feel like that's being lazy or wasteful of our time. It's not. It is not wasteful or lazy to take off a day just to be. Um, I fall into that trap all the time myself. Feeling like I have to always be on. I have to always be available for people. I always have to be here. I always have to do... Well, you know what? I took off last night. The world didn't come to an end. There were people who thought the world came to an end because they texted me and were like, You must talk to me now. <laughs> uh, no. Um, but the world did not come to an end. You know, and they're still here today. I know they are because I've gotten messages from them today demanding time. And so, <laughs> um, I, I know they're still alive and they're still well. And obviously, um, uh, it was not that much of an emergency or they wouldn't be here today. You know, um, but, um, Unless you are like in the middle of open heart surgery, um, or and you're the surgeon, I don't think the patient can really get up and like take a day off from his surgery. But unless you're the surgeon performing the open heart surgery, or unless you're a bomb tech in the middle of diffusing a bomb that has less than two minutes before it goes off, you can get up and take a day off once in a while. <laughs> And so I think it's important to... I know those are very extreme examples. They really were. But um, you can take a day off and rest and relax and, and just be. And if you don't know... If you feel like you can't just sit there and, and do nothing, read a book. Watch some television. Catch up on a series you've always wanted to watch or... Uh, go for a walk, go for a run. I'm not going for a run, but you can go for a run. Uh, bicycle, get a bicycle and go biking, you know. Um, or if you're one of those that loves Harleys, jump on the back of a Harley and head off down the, the road for a little while. I used to have a, uh, associate pastor here at St. Francis. That was her thing. She would jump on the back of a Harley and just ride clear her mind. And that was her thing. And she was phenomenal. She would ride that Harley from here in, in South Carolina, Georgia area, all the way out to Seattle, Washington. She was amazing. So, um, and the thing is, she was in her 60s. So, <laughs> I mean, if, if she could do it in her 60s, uh, you can do it. You can... Jump on the back of a of a Harley and just go. Um, so uh, find something you like to do. Find something that keeps your attention. Um, something that relaxes you, and do that. You know, um, rest. You know, sleep in. Instead of getting up at six thirty, get up at eight. You know, um, just whatever. But treat yourself to a time of relaxation, go to a spa, get your nails done, get a pedicure, do something. Because I'm telling you, the route we're all going uh, is damaging us. It really is damaging us. And 
I speak from experience. Um, I've gotten to the point uh, the last few weeks where the weight of the world is on my shoulders. And uh, just taking an evening off, not even a whole day for me, but just an evening to go and just decompress and relax and spend time with friends and, and enjoy some company uh, did me a world of good. It really did. did me a world of good. So if I can do it, you can do it. All right, folks. Well, I think that's going to be it for tonight. Um, sorry it's not a huge podcast, but it is a podcast. And so um, hopefully next week we'll have a little bit longer topic and a little more of a discussion to have. But until then, you can find us on anchor.fm at expanding-your-faith on facebook.com forward slash expanding your faith or your favorite podcast app wherever you like to listen to podcasts you can find us there uh, under expanding your faith until next Saturday when we once again attempt to expand your faith keep shining bright my friends good night